Good evening to everyone. Uh, nice to see you along this evening. Thank you for uh, coming. It's a good wee while, as you said. I've been in the hall, but it's not so long from I was here in the open air back there in the last year. So it's good to be with you, and we trust that we'll be blessed as we look at very familiar scriptures tonight. But I'm exercised about this scripture quite a bit in recent times, and of course many other scriptures, because we're in a day when there's a great moving away from the truth. And uh, because I work with many, and especially young ones, uh, there are many things being peddled about today that are very disturbing, and uh, especially for young people. So you'll know the portion when I, I go to it, and that uh, I trust that if you are concerned about things that are being preached and taught today, that you will pray about it, and uh, that our people and our children will hear the truth in these days. So just before I read the word of God, let's bow for a moment in prayer. Our Father, we thank thee as we bow humbly and reverently in your holy presence. And Father, we thank thee this evening for the lovely words that we have been singing. And Lord, we want to come to thank thee at the very outset uh, of our coming together tonight in the gospel. We thank thee for the gospel. And we thank thee that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And Lord, we also know tonight that we're living in those days, the last days. Uh, Father, uh, just prior to the trumpet sounding and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Uh, with them, and so shall we ever be with thee, Lord. And we thank thee, Lord, that we're still in the day of grace. There's still time, Lord, for people to be saved. But, Father, things have changed greatly, and especially in the Western world, and especially in this land, Lord, that we live in. And, Lord, the abominable laws that have been passed on the people without even getting a word to say about it. And Father, uh, the gospel is, uh, Father, being pushed back and back more and more every day. But we thank thee, Lord, that thou art still on the throne, and you will remember your own. And Lord, that you're, you're uh, it's still open this day, Lord, for people to be saved and to come and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm sure in this gathering tonight, Lord, there are people who have loved ones and young ones, a father who are maybe not saved tonight and are wandering far away. And then, Lord, there, we know that there are others and they're being taught things, Lord, that they should not be taught because they're not in your word. And, Lord, uh, it says in your word, if we take away or add to, then, Lord, your word pronounces uh, what the result is. 
And so we come now, Lord, and we pray. I can't create an anxious thought, Lord, here tonight, because it's not by might nor by power, nor is it by my spirit or by the enticing words of man's wisdom, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord tonight. And so, Father, we leave ourselves with thee and pray that thou will undertake and guide, Lord, in this gathering tonight. Hedge is all about, because there's an enemy, Lord, who even tries to come in, uh, Lord, in such situations to want keep our minds wandering. Think of some problem tomorrow or yesterday's problems or whatever it might be. Lord, we pray that you'll hedge us about and protect us tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're turning to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. And of course, this is the parable of the ten virgins. So I'm sure everybody is familiar uh, with this portion of Scripture uh, this evening. What I want to tell you around us today before I even really start to read the Word of God, that there are people and they have meetings going and they're telling young people uh, and trying to show them that an easy way out of this, if you like, or there is a way out of it uh, for those who were foolish and those who did not have the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you, you don't have to go too far. A few miles, four or five miles will take you to where you hear this. And I have had parents come to me, and uh, I have had young people uh, wanting to know, uh, is it right? Is it right what they're being told? Well, no, it's not right. And I want to highlight that tonight. And also, as we go through, uh, around tonight, although I'll not be touching on this in any great way tonight, uh, we also have now many people teaching uh, that uh, there's no such thing as the rapture or a secret calling away. And that's not true. And I don't know where they get this from, because it's not in my Bible. And uh, I mean, it's quite simple. Really, uh, if you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you and to teach you, well, that's what the Holy Spirit will do. And, you know, as far as the rapture is concerned, and uh, my phone's lying in the car, I could show it to you tonight, a message. And uh, this is, again, not far away. And uh, speaking concerning that there's no rapture, we're going through the tribulation, uh, so on, so forth. Well, you know, if I go way back to Genesis tonight, and there's a man, and he's called Enoch. Now, I'm going away back. There's many things in the New Testament tonight, of course, that's where most of them are. But in Genesis, we have a man called Enoch. And it says he walked with God, and he was not. Enoch was walking with God and he just kept on walking right out into the glory. God took him. And that's what's going to happen. 
you're saved tonight and you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your own and personal Savior, that's what's going to happen. And these very days tell us. Because when you go back and you look and the disciples said to the Lord Jesus Christ, well, Lord, how are we going to know these things? What will be the sign just before the kingdom? Now the church shall be removed seven years before Jesus Christ sets up his millennium kingdom in Jerusalem. So that day might not be far away. But the disciples asked the question, and he said, So shall it be as in the days of Noah, and so shall it be as in the days of Lot. Now, you're all intelligent people. I have only a primary school education, but no matter, you would know that when the Lord Jesus said to these people, what would happen, Noah and Lot? Well, you know we're living in those days. They're here. We don't have to wait to come. They're here. Since just a year ago there in October, they passed some of the most abominable laws that man could pass in this land. And since they passed those laws, thousands, yes, Thousands upon thousands of children have been slaughtered in the womb. Man can do now whatever he likes. Women can do whatever they like. They have a freedom, they have a liberty. But you and I haven't a freedom and a liberty anymore that we used to have to preach the gospel. And it's going to get worse. I would love to tell you tonight that it would get, it'll be better two years down the line. No, it won't. In the last days, perilous times shall come, and men shall wax worse and worse, or the world will wax worse and worse. And we can see it. We can see the things that are happening in these times. Perilous times, men shall wax worse and worse. Famines, earthquakes, pestilences, volcanoes erupting all over the world. They don't even mention them now because they don't really make news unless it's a massive one or like that one that exploded in the ocean and caused that tsunami and things like that. There are that many other things to report in these days and, of course, uh, reporting their lies. Much lies. And we're also now in the day of control. And everything's about control. And they want to tell you they care about your health and they care about this and they care about that. And yet, what about the lost? How do they care? How do they care about my health or your health? If they'll allow babies to be slaughtered in the womb and, you know, the whole crime went up about lives matter. All lives matter. All lives need to be saved. That's the answer today. It's not in all these, uh, the so-called wisdom of men. There is no wisdom in most men today because they're not seeking God. They're not looking to God. They don't want to know. They're trying to, to do away with as much of the gospel as they can, especially in the West. Yet there's a war out in Ukraine at the moment, and I know two men just came back from it a short time ago, I'm sure you know of faith in action, and I'm greatly involved with faith in action. And about 
28 souls were saved within a fortnight. And that was between prisons and just going around villages and things like that. And there's a great work going on out there. We're praying very much uh, for them at the moment. But that's, that's just to give you an idea because there's a, something going about today. And I can only, Paul said in his day that the spirit of Antichrist was abroad, didn't he? He said that in his day. Well, you see, what is the spirit of Antichrist? What is the spirit? Well, it's the spirit of the devil. The spirit of Antichrist is lies. Well, if we were ever living in a day when lies was being told, well, this is it. Pumped out day in, day out, through all sorts of outlets. And yet the gospel has been tramped down more and more. And so, as we go to this other portion here, as we go through it, as the Spirit leads, we will look at some things. And I trust, I hope you haven't heard it, first of all, but if you do, don't believe it. And God's Word speaks for itself. I don't have to go, or you don't have to go, uh, to a college for three years and learn all the stuff that's been peddled out today. All you have to do is sit at Jesus' feet and ask for the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. And so, you know, I am glad to hear that the children's work's up and running, and that's great. And they need to be taught, and they need to be taught the truth. Because God's word is truth. And so, uh, that's great, and I'm glad. That thrills my, my soul. And in chapter 25 and uh, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in, in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But while, but the wise answered and said, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, 
Truly or verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know not neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And so reads the word of God. We have this great account spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ himself here in the Gospels. And you see there were ten virgins. You can look at it this way. They all said they believed the same thing. They all went to the one place. They were all waiting for the same thing they said. And so on. And then, you know, as they looked at this, or as they thought about this, it says, instead of thinking, <clears throat> it says they all slumbered and slept. That would speak of the, the church today. And if you go to the book of the Revelation in chapter 3 and see the latency in church, well, that speaks of today, the latency in church. And here they were, they were slumbering or they were sleeping while they were supposed to be waiting. But you see, the thing about this is five were wise and five were foolish. Five had oil in their lamps, which speaks of the Holy Spirit, and five hadn't. So this would tell me that in this, uh, what was taking place here, half of those that said the same as the other half hadn't got the Holy Spirit. That would even tell me that half of them, half who said they were believers, weren't believers. Because unless we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, as soon as my all I ventured upon the atoning blood, the Holy Spirit entered, and I was born of God, born again. And you see, we're living in a day when there's, there's many things going on. Now, I have, as I said, parents and young people as well come and ask me this question. Do you believe that the five that were foolish have a second chance? There are people teaching uh, that they have a second chance. They'll get a second chance to get into glory. And I remember the first night I was asked that question, I had to think for a while just to make sure that I wouldn't say anything that I shouldn't be saying. And I thought about it, and then I says, we'll look at the Scriptures. We'll see what the Word of God says. And you see, when it, it says here, you know, that they all, slum or they all slept, but they were all said they were all there for the same reason. The same reason. But then there came a time when the word came that the bridegroom's coming. But you see, we'll not be getting any word like that. We'll not be getting. Nobody will see this. The world won't know about it till hours after, or I just don't know along. I can't say that. But then there will come the great lie. 
The deceiver will appear. He can't appear now at this moment in time because he who hinders Thessalonians does continue to hinder until the day or the time of the son of perdition shall be revealed. Who is it that hinders? It's God the Holy Spirit. And so Antichrist can't come to the Holy Spirit goes and the church, the salt of the earth, is gone. And so uh, the, the, the world will not, will not hear it. And it'll be a worldwide situation because every believer across the earth, yellow, red, black, white, Protestant, Catholic, Hindu, Muslim, if they're truly born again of the Spirit of God, they'll go to be with Christ, which is far, far better. But as we look at this, and the word came, and then they realized that they had no oil. And you see, they went away, they were told to go and buy, they wanted someone to give them some, but you see, let's, speak, let's talk about this in a spiritual sense tonight. You see, the spiritual, in the spiritual realm, nobody can dispense the Holy Spirit to us, or you or me. Only God can do that. That's why I quoted that verse of him there. As soon as my all I ventured upon the atoning blood, the Holy Spirit entered, and I was born of God. And so we're indwelt by God's Holy Spirit. And nothing can take that away. Now, you would know, if you're a believer tonight, that in the Old Testament economy, the Spirit came and it went at times. And, but you and I are indwelt. Now, I think it's in the hymn, Oh, for a Closer Walk with God, and the hymn writer said, I hate the sins that made thee mourn and drove thee from my breast. That can't happen to a believer tonight. Can't happen. You can quench the Holy Spirit, but you cannot. The Holy Spirit, God's promises, child of God tonight, believe, child, the, the promises are yea and amen, they're true. He says, I'll never leave thee for nor forsake thee. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end. You can't be saved and lost, neither you saved. Well, take courage, because that's something else that's been paddled greatly in these days, that you can be saved and lost. If you're truly saved, you can't be lost. You can grieve the Holy Spirit, maybe because of your actions, thoughts, or anything. That's why we must confess no matter what it is, or how it may be so simple, you think, oh, well, that's not to really worry about. No, if you grieve the Holy Spirit, we have to confess it. If we sin, that's what it tells us. We have an advocate with the Father through Jesus Christ the righteous, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. What a saviour tonight. But I want to keep to this here, and... Here now, things have changed, uh, and they go away. And when they came back, and I want you to notice this, they're all saying the right thing. They're calling the Lord. They're saying, they're crying, Lord, Lord. They're calling him by his right name. Lord, Lord, let us in. And then, if you went to another scripture, 
Did we not do mighty miracles in thy name? Did we not cast out demons in thy name? Did we... What does the Lord say? This is what I'm saying to a certain man that I'm thinking about at the moment. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Well, it's very simple what the Lord says here. He doesn't say, well, come back in five years' time and I'll give you another chance. Or live a better life and I'll think about it then. No, he says, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Now, where are these men getting in the word of God that, oh, there's a second chance? This is very confusing uh, uh, to people. Listen, I want to tell you tonight, something else is very confusing. Because of the way religion is making great inroads, there's no salvation in religion tonight. That is 100%. (laughs) Look at the state of the world tonight with religion. It has the world in turmoil. There's no salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name tonight under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world tonight. You know, let's look down the passage of time with our spiritual eye tonight. Or if you haven't got the spiritual eye, just think of who Christ is and who he was and still is. You see, Christ, when he came, he was God manifest in flesh. Part of the triune Godhead. And he stepped into a sin-cursed, sin-sick world to die on that old rugged cross for you and for me. He knew no sin. He did no sin. He was holy. He was harmless. He was undefiled. He was separate from sinners. There was no no guile in his mouth. Yet he was made sin for this old world. See, the greatest scripture tonight that could be quoted is this. To anyone that's not saved. Or to anyone that has got into this line of thinking or many who said today, Oh, I, do, I heard that away 50 years ago. And sure, things just continue the same and there's, there's not much change about. Well, you see, in Timothy there's a word for such a person. Because in the last days, that's what men will be saying. That's what they'll be teaching. You know, you have men today, they're great leaders, supposedly. And they're telling people, There's no such thing as a literal hell. There's no such thing as... Well, I can tell you tonight on the authority of God's word there is, and I can take you to Luke 16 tonight, and the Lord Jesus Christ is the speaker himself again. And you have two men. And one dies, and he's carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, speaking of the Father. And the other one's a rich man who had everything in life, fared sumptuously every day. And it says, and he was buried. He went in a downward direction. Then the Lord Jesus goes on to tell us that the rich man 
was in torment in that place called hell. He was in torment. But you know what he's doing now? He's praying. He's praying. He has five brothers. And he'd love somebody to go to and tell them to repent and not come into this place of torment. But his prayer was never delivered as far as we know, at least it doesn't tell us. Too late to pray. That was the problem. And so today, you know, if a person wants to be truly born again, the first thing, you can't get saved unless you acknowledge you're a sinner. You see, if you say, or people say tonight, and I, I was just speaking to a man the day, and he got tackled at a meeting not so long ago and, uh, by a lady, and uh, she was an elder in a church, and she says, how dare, how dare you call me a sinner? I'm no sinner. So he stayed very calm, and he says, uh, well, you should have told God that 2,000 years ago and Christ wouldn't have had to die. That awful death on that awful rugged cross. And then he said gently to her as well, you know, the scriptures tell us guilty in one of all God's laws, guilty in one, guilty in all. And those who think they're well don't need a physician. So he says, you can't get into heaven, no matter what you are. And so, as we come tonight, religion can't save anyone. It doesn't matter what religion or name you like to think about tonight. It's only salvation in one. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who created all things and by whom are all things. The one tonight who still, because all power and all authority is given unto him both in heaven and in earth. And so we cannot be saved any other way. You see, we owed a debt. I owed a debt. I couldn't pay. He paid a debt. He didn't owe. And I could have never worked my way to heaven. I could have never paid my way to heaven. Just by making prayers would have never took me to heaven. Living a good life would never have taken me to heaven. Except a man be born again. He shall not see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, if there was ever such a thing as a chance of a man getting into heaven, some other way, it would have been Nicodemus, would it not? This man, a teacher of the Mosaic laws, very high-ranking man in, in Israel in those days, and yet the Lord Jesus had to say to him, Nicodemus, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. 
without salvation, without repentance, there is no remission for sin. And the hymn writer asks the question, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in his graces are? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Or have maybe tonight you've got into these sort of situations and all these things are being told and maybe you don't know whether you're going or coming. The Lord doesn't want us to be that way. He wants us to know. He wants us to be like the Apostle Paul. I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. And so the question is tonight, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Or are you like many tonight? You know, also heard today of a youngish man and he told the man that was speaking to him, oh, hi, I'm young, I have plenty of time. Maybe years from now I'll think about it. But you see, that's a lie from the devil himself. That's what I said a good while ago there. That's the spirit of Antichrist. It's in the, it's in the world today, but he himself as yet hasn't been allowed to appear. But he will. And you know the other thing about it tonight, friend? And, and I had this said to me not too long ago there. When a, the person said, oh, I heard that 50 years ago and so on and so forth. Friend, tonight, these things will happen no matter what men say. It will happen. Because God's, God's word is yea and amen. And so tonight, the question is, we're either in Christ or we're out of Christ. But we could be in Christ and getting led astray by men and how they, they set things out today. And we have to be careful about that as well. Because what it will do if we get into that state. Now, one thing that we have amongst even believers today, and no matter when you would turn your news on now or read the paper, mental health is the big, big thing today. And you see the devil, any of us, there's not one of us that couldn't fall in to that type of situation. But we need to keep our eyes upon Jesus. We need to look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so what is the tactic of the devil is to bombard a person's mind, especially a believer's. I don't know why tonight uh, that this seems to be uh, centering around uh, this type of ministry tonight. But God knows everything, and maybe we have. That man that came to me a few weeks ago there about his two sons was, was distraught. And one of his sons has been to Bible college and all the rest of it. Uh, and now he's gone in amongst these people. 
And you see, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anyone. Because one of the great problems today is people are not reading God's Word. They're not reading God's Word. And that's the great problem. And so the Lord said to these people, Depart from me. I never knew you. And you see, obviously they went somewhere else. That's the order of the day, isn't it? If you just don't like something, or you don't like what a preacher said, or whatever, uh, disappear somewhere else. And you see, that's what they did here. And they must have been thought there was somewhere where we could go, whether it was advice or whatever. Because there's plenty of people prepared to give you advice today. And plenty of people to tell you not to worry your head. There's no such thing as hell. Or you're all right. Did you do anybody any harm? Did you? This is a, listen, today, counselling for people who are anxious. I sat in and won about five weeks ago. And I wasn't happy at all. I wasn't happy at all. Talk about easy believism. Just, you know what, the, the, and I don't even know why I'm saying this, but the Spirit knows. You know what the problem was? They couldn't wait to get out through the door to tell people that somebody got saved and the person didn't show any signs of being saved at all. I don't know about you tonight, but I know when I got saved. I know the state that I was in. And I know why I was anxious and I wanted to be saved. Because I had realized for the first time really in my life what a deep-dyed sinner I was. And friend, tonight my desire is and as I bring this meeting to a close tonight, just think of the words of the hymn writer. You know, don't we sing hymns sometimes and we don't, we don't even think of what we're singing. But just think of those words again. As soon as my all I ventured upon the atoning blood, the Holy Spirit entered and I was born of God. Are you born of God tonight? Are you happy tonight? Are you rejoicing tonight? Listen, we have something tonight that this world hasn't got and can't give it. And I've been talking about it tonight. The greatest thing tonight is the hope that lies within every believer that's in this hall tonight. The, the great hope, the hope that I'm going to be with Christ and nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. And yet there is all around us tonight all these new theories coming up. And they're not even backed up by Scripture. Like, you would know tonight when you read that, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Standing there shouting, Lord, Lord, open to us. we done all these wonderful things in your name. And now there's a second chance for them. 
Well, I can tell you tonight on the authority of God's word, there's no second chance. There's no second chance. They had their chance. How many people, I don't know if you do any door work or anything, how many people says, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. <laughs> I don't know what they tried, but I can tell you, 43 years into my 44th year, and I can tell you, I mightn't work too well at some times, but the Lord works daily and every day. And that's why we should tonight be happy, and that's why tonight we need to know Sound the foundations, Paul said. Search and see if you be in the faith. And so there are many today that I believe that have great problems. Great problems. But you don't have to have problems. Because it just say that was the case tonight for somebody in this gathering. It can be put right in a couple of minutes less. That's, that's the saviour of the world tonight. You know, we can pray now, uh, if we're saved, we could pray for a half an hour. Or if we're that way inclined, we could pray for an hour. But that's not what God's looking tonight of anybody who's not saved, to know some flurry prayer situation. No. You see, God's looking on the heart, not the outward appearance. And just that simple, say, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner, and I want you to save me. See, he's looking on the heart. It wouldn't even have to come out audibly, because he's looking on the heart. And whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The question is tonight again, are we saved? I can't tell that. He can't even tell it about me. But we should know in our heart of hearts. We know in our soul tonight. Because you see, the thing about it is, that's why we can't go to heaven just as we are now. Because we still have this whole sin nature. And it's there and it's a battle every day. But we can have the victory in Jesus. And that's why we have to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Be changed, a new body, this old body gone. Never think a wrong thought again, never uh, say a wrong word again. Uh, the, the change, all things are changed. And we'll never have to worry about the doctor again. And we'll never have to worry about uh, so many things. In fact, all things, for all things have become new. And that's the wonderful thing about salvation tonight. God's great salvation. You know, he says to the whole world tonight, Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. That's ported down in districts. That's Alman districts right across the broad acres of earth tonight. Salvation. Salvation is of the Lord. It's, it's not of religion. It's not of man. And there's too many turning. But then, you see, that's also a sign of the, the end times. Because a one-world church is being uh, 
brought into being. And just not so long ago there, and I don't want people thinking I'm speaking in a sectarian way for I'm not, for I'm not interested in sectarianism. But <clears throat> there was a big seminar in, in, in Dublin just back a few months ago and I read it in the British uh, news, uh, the British church newspaper. And uh, there was a, a lot of people at it. It was held in the Church of Ireland Cathedral in Dublin and they were there from all religions in the world. All religions. All speaking, all praying. And uh, a certain man, whom I'll not mention just in case somebody would think I was trying to go down another road, but I'm not. But he said that he was delighted. Delighted. And that it's coming near the time when we will all be able to celebrate the Eucharist together. See where we are tonight, if you're a born-again believer. See where we are. Look to Jesus tonight. Start praying. I'm sure you're like myself. Loved ones not saved. Pray. People pray about revival. And I know what they mean, and I'm sure in their heart of hearts they mean well. They're looking for loads of people to be saved when they mean revival. Yes, that's, that's what all we, we would all be. But revival begins in the church of Jesus Christ. That's where revival begins. Begins with me. And so when I hear these things, and when I see what young people are having to listen to and to be taught, it's disturbing. And I trust tonight that everybody walks out of this hall has no doubt in their mind at all where they are, where you are, where you're going, and you don't need to, anybody to be coming along teaching other things that are not in the Word of God. And so tonight, again, the question comes up, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? You know, every time that's singing, it doesn't matter where the place is, that's a question. But it's never thought in many cases as a question. We like the tune and so on, and we love to sing such things, and uh, that's good. But I wonder how many tonight answer the question if they've been to Jesus for the cleansing power. Those unsaved people in our place this afternoon. Some lovely hymns were sung, but they just seemed to go out the way they came in. And you see, and unless the Holy Spirit's working and the Holy Spirit's moving, you can't be saved whenever you like. Nobody can. You have to realize that you're a sinner and that sin is going to take you to a lost eternity. And when we do that, when we ask Christ to forgive us, then we know that he will do that. Because him that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Let us pray.
Our Father, we bow humbly and reverently before thee again. And Lord, we come to thee and Lord, you know the heart of every man. Nothing is hidden from thee, Lord. And it doesn't matter what it is. Darkness and light is alike to thee. And so, Lord, we thank thee for these people that have got up tonight and come out from the comfort of their homes and traveled, Lord, to the meeting. And, Lord, I wouldn't know tonight if there's an unsaved soul in this gathering. Lord, thou knowest tonight the hearts of all the children of men. But, Lord, we thank thee for each and every one. And, Lord, we pray indeed, whatever their situation or their circumstances, Lord, at this time, we thank thee, Lord, that thou art one who is able to meet every one of us, Lord, at the point of our need. And so, Lord, we commit each and every one to thee. Remember those, Lord, tonight anxious about loved ones in these closing days of time. And, Lord, that you would take a real dealing with our loved ones, Father, still out of Christ and without a Saviour. And that you'll take everyone to their homes in safety. Lord, and bless those homes in these days. And, Father, we thank thee again for sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, down into this world to die that awful death, Lord, on Calvary's cross, that we can't even fathom the depths of it tonight. But, Lord, we thank thee for the little chorus that tells us about your love, which just simply says it's so high we can't get over it, and it's so low we can't get under it, and it's so wide we can't get around it. But one day, there's a day coming very soon when we will understand it in its totality. Lord, we, of course, we'll be shown everything, and Lord, we'll understand. And so we look forward, Lord, to that time when we will see thee face to face. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And Lord, that that's our prayer for everyone in the gathering tonight, Lord, that it will be the same for everyone. We have just read a story tonight about ten, but Lord, five weren't ready. They had the same, they believed the same things they said. They believed that the bridegroom was coming. They went out to meet. But Lord, when it came to the crunch, as it were, there was one ingredient missing, and that was the Spirit. Lord God, tonight, we just pray that everyone, Lord, will have a conscious sense, Lord, with no ands, ifs, or buts, that I have been to Jesus and I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. So we commit, Lord, all to thee, because salvation is of the Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen.